0: welcome to creating wealth through passive apartment investing podcast in this show we will discuss about best and worst experiences about passive and active apartment investing and i am your host ramakrishna let's begin the show today's our guest is randy thompson from source advisors bedford team welcome randy thank you rama
1: pleasure being here
0: sure sure and a little bit about randy Randy Thompson builds on Bedford's excellent reputation in the Southeast region with a focus on Florida. Working closely with CPFM's developers, investors, and asset portfolio managers, he assists his clients in increasing cash flow using cost segregation and asset management studies. Randy began his career in sales over 30 years ago and has a well established record in the recruiting, engineering, automotive, and general sales industries, as well as being self-employed. He owned and managed a home inspection company, which included inspection of real estate property. He was also responsible for sales and leasing of new and pre owned luxury vehicles to prominent individuals in the area and around the USA. So with that Randy, you want to add anything? Thank you for the introduction.
1: I really appreciate that Rama. Yes. One thing I do want to add is since I've been working in this field, For the last six years we've probably done over probably three or four hundred million dollars in accelerated benefit that i'd like to add to that
0: which is a pretty big number got it and so would you share a little bit how you're getting into this cost segregation and real estate space
1: so i have a friend who is an engineer and he owned a company that did this and i didn't know anything about it and he approached me one day in church and asked me if I'd like to come to work for him. And that's basically how I got into the business. I did that in 2015, I started in the business. Got
0: it. So would you share a little bit more about what is cost segregation and what are the benefits?
1: Perfect. So cost segregation is a tax strategy that allows a commercial property owner to take advantage of the depreciation in their property. So typically, a any given commercial property, we'll talk about multifamily specifically, multifamily communities are depreciated out over a 27 and a half year lifespan. However, within each community, there are assets that can be moved to a shorter class life, i.e. either a five, seven or 15 year class life And when you identify and move those assets to their correct class life, uh, the IRS will allow you to take a benefit for that. And it's called accelerated depreciation. So by doing that, what it allows you to do is take advantage of, again, the depreciation that you have in, in your communities, because right now, if you're not using cost segregation, You're depreciating your communities out over 27 and a half year lifespan. And as I mentioned a minute ago, there's assets that can be, that can be uh, reclassified and have a shorter lifespan than that 27 and a half years. And you can take advantage of that. And the numbers, when we talk about accelerated benefit, they, I I think sometimes that's one of the things that I have to overcome with when I'm uh, speaking with folks is the numbers, because they get so big that it's kind of like, it's kind of hard to believe sometimes, you know? You know what i mean rob it's like wow that I, I really can't believe that you can get that number for us well we've proven over the years that uh, uh we can get pretty big accelerated numbers when we do multifamily communities typically we can you can look at as i was sharing with someone earlier around a 20 percent benefit so it's a, a quick easy math if you're looking at a, a particular Property, or if you have properties in your portfolio right now that you've never done cost segregation on, that might you might want to take a look at those, or have me take a look at those and see what kind of an accelerated benefit that you can get. We actually do that complimentary. So we take a look at folks' properties, and, and we'll, based on some you know preliminary basic information that we get from from the individual about that any given property, we can give them an estimate of benefits and tell them about what we think we're going to get as far as accelerated benefit on that property based on the information that they've given us up to that point so we do that complementary that way nobody goes into this blind or nobody goes into this not knowing what they're going to you know what they're paying for basically or what they're going to be getting and, and these are and the cost segregation studies are very have a very high ROI, a return on their investment. It's very high with a cost segregation study because they're not very expensive to do. And the benefit, as I shared with you, gets big on
0: any given property. Got it. So what is the typical time it will take to complete the cost segregation study? And at what stage do investors need to engage in you know, a cost segregator?
1: those are two great questions so we'll do the last one first everybody always asks that question that's a great question rama everybody always asks us you know when am i supposed to get you involved when are you supposed to come and talk to us or you know or look at this well that's a great question right after the acquisition or as i mentioned a minute ago if you have properties in your portfolio that you've owned for one two three four five six seven years and you want to take a look at those we will look at those or right after a renovation And I know that's very popular in the multifamily sector is renovation. And there's a certain way that you can do these renovations where from a tax perspective and a tax strategy perspective, you can take advantage of that and get a big return and a big bang for your buck when you do renovation. So let let me give you an example. So let's say you and I buy a property, a multifamily community today. And we know that we're going to be, you know, it's a value-add property. We're going to be doing some upgrades on the property and doing some renovations on the property. The IRS says that you can take what they call a disposition on certain assets that you take out and throw away if certain criteria are met first. One of them is if you've recorded those assets first before you took them out and threw them in the dumpster, which is what an initial cost segregation study would do for you. The second thing is it cannot be your intent when you acquired the property. If your intent was to go in immediately after you acquired the property and do renovations, you're not going to be able to take advantage of dispositions because IRS says your intent was to do that. So we're not going to let you do that. However, let's say you and I bought a property today, a community, and we operated that community and we decided we're going to start our renovations in January of next year, January 2022, we're going to start our renovations. OK, that's a whole nother ball game. So now we have a whole nother scenario. So let's run through that scenario. So we bought the property today and we immediately said, hey, we need to get a cost segregation study done," on and we did it. So in January, we did our, we started our renovations. Okay. And we changed the flooring. We put in granite countertops. We, you know, did the landscaping. We redid the parking lot. We did some things like that, but we did it with within 2022. So what I'm going to tell it, tell you is at from the cost segregation side, I'm going to say, Hey, let me know when you start your renovations. And then also let me know when you're done, because what we're going to do is we're going to come back. And we're going to do another cost segregation study for you. And we're going to update your report. And the reason why we're going to do that is basically going to have two reports. You're going to have a report from initially when you acquired the property. And now we're going to have another report for now. Here's the way it stands after we did our renovations. So now what we do is we match up those two reports and we can tell you what you took out and threw away. Because some of those assets that you, we took out and threw away had value left in. And let me give you an example. Carpeting is a perfect example. Carpeting is a five-year asset. And the way depreciation works, the depreciation clock does not start ticking for us, for you, when you until you acquire the property. And it does not matter how old the property is. doesn't matter how old the assets are. The depreciation clock starts ticking the day you buy it so basically the day you buy it from a depreciation standpoint everything on that property is brand new okay so you buy the property and in january you decide that you're going to change all the carpeting or you're going to put flooring in and so you put it in laminate flooring but wait a minute we just tore out all the carpeting in the, in the entire multifamily community and put flooring and put the laminate flooring in but wait a minute that carpeting from a depreciation standpoint, was literally brand new. And it's a five-year asset, and we just threw it in the dumpster. So the IRS says you can take what they call a disposition on that asset and take value on that asset that you threw in the dumpster. So not only do you get value on the initial cost segregation study, but if you do your renovations correctly, you get value on the disposition or the assets that you threw in the dumpster. And then you also get benefit for the new assets that you put back in there. So you get three benefits and two studies. And what we've calculated basically for about every million dollars in renovation that there's probably between 60 and $100,000 worth of dispositions going in the dumpster. In other words, that money is being thrown away if you didn't do a cost segregation study on it first. So typically it takes us about four to six weeks from start to finish to do a project, to do a community.
0: Got it. Thanks for sharing it real time examples. I know that was a lot
1: right there. The reason why I wanted to mention that is because I know that a lot of investors are looking at communities for value add, and there's a way to really take advantage of it if you do it the right way. Let me rephrase that. Not the right a certain way you can actually take advantage of what you're doing and really maximize your dollar.
0: Got it. What what is the right way for implementing cost segregation to avoid any any kind of IRS audits and also sharing best best practices?
1: Good question. So the best thing is is if you're looking at properties and your value add, I know there's a lot of times that you can't wait to start renovations. So you know it is what it is. But I would I would say this: call me and talk to me. Share with me what your plan is. For that particular community and I can share with you, hey, here's the best way from a tax perspective, here's the best way to go about doing this and and give them some guidance or give you some guidance on, on that piece right there and also share because we do have engineers, we can also share with you certain types of materials that you can use when you're doing renovations to make it more what we call depreciable friendly And I'll give you a perfect example. Go right back to the carpeting. So a tile floor are are big in Florida, obviously, because, you know, we live in the middle of a sand. So you see a lot of tile floors. However, the IRS says that a tile floor is a 27 and a half year asset. Carpeting is a five year asset. Laminate flooring is a five year asset. The wood plank flooring is a five year asset. So if you're looking at changing the flooring in your, in your multifamily communities, it would behoove you to probably put down something that you could actually depreciate and get a benefit from. And now these days, I guess the laminate flooring, that stuff lasts for forever, seems like. So, you know, things like that, uh, that we can, that we can assist individuals with or groups with when they're looking at a community or they're getting ready to do renovations on the community, how to do them again, what materials to use to make it depreciable, friendly, things like that.
0: Got it. So how to find a great cost segregator?
1: Well, there, you want to make sure that you're dealing with, number one, a reputable company. Number two, there is a specific cost segregation engineering society, the Association of Cost Segregation Professionals. And you want to look for that signature or that emblem And in fact, Bedford, before we merged with Source Advisors, and now that we have merged with Source Advisors, we still maintain this because they had quite a few certified engineers on their staff as well. We employ more cost segregation-specific engineers on our staff than any other company in the country. So you want to make sure that you're dealing with, again, reputable people, because also what we do is we... On all of our projects, we provide audit protection for our clients. And we provide audit protection up to the, field a- the IRS field agent level. And that's very important that you know that somebody is standing behind that report. And that's why we cross every T and dot every I when we do these reports. Because not only do you have to stand on it, but we have to stand on it as well. And we're going to stand on our product. So we do everything... To the T, we do it uh, typically a report, depending on how big the property is, the community is. Your report might be anywhere from 80 to you know 200 pages could be your report that you get. Because not only are we telling you everything that's on your property and the class life of that and, and what the value of it is, but we're also telling you how we get, arrived at those numbers and the IRS code that supports what we're doing and why we're doing it all of that is in our report and that's very important to have that to have that backing so you need to look for that uh, again there's not a lot of those out there so we as i mentioned we employ the biggest biggest number of engineers that have that signification uh, in the country.
0: Got it. And thank you. So would you share any additional best practices and anything else you want to share regarding cost segregation? So
1: one thing that that our clients ask is how, how should we keep the records for like when we're doing renovations and things like that. Typically you're going to have a general contractor and they're going to have AIA documents and they're going to have those type of documents. That's what we need. We can also, depending on what you're doing in the, in the community, we, we also advise on how to write the invoices because sometimes you'll get an invoice. I'll give you an example. You might get an invoice that says refrigerators and then just an amount because maybe you bought 50 refrigerators and on the invoice, they wrote refrigerators and wrote $50,000 and they didn't put 50 in front of the refrigerators. Well, that's very difficult for us to, Justify and break that out. So what we would suggest would be, hey, when tell your contractor whenever they write invoices, if they're not doing it this way, encourage them to write the invoices with the numbers and the amounts on them. That way it's all verifiable because it's all about documentation with the IRS. And that's what we're doing with this cost segregation studies. We're documenting everything for you. So the more documentation you have, the better off you are. So if they can assist on their side by doing things like that as well. That just helps you in the long run too.
0: Got it. And how long we need to keep those documents?
1: That's a good question. I don't know, probably seven years, like any other type of IRS document they're telling you about these days. I think that's the statutes on. I'd talk to your CPA and your attorney about that, but I'd say at least that long.
0: Okay. Got it. So anything else you want to share on cost segregation?
1: It's a great value add, actually, because typically a study is going to be, you know, I'm going to throw out a number. Typically, a study is going to be less than twenty thousand dollars, let's call it. Let's say we, you charge twenty thousand dollars for a study and you got two million dollars in accelerated benefit. That's a pretty good return on your investment. So they are great returns on their investment. And they're very beneficial because you're documenting everything on your property too.
0: And that's important. Got it. And what size of deals we need to go for cost segregation? I've done anything from single
1: family rental properties, single, you know, single family home or rental property up to a soccer stadium, literally, and everything in between. I had the privilege of doing the Orlando City Soccer Stadium. We built a brand new 130 million dollar soccer stadium here in Orlando, and I was privileged enough to do be able to do the cost segregation study for them on that property. So we've done it on anything and everything. Typically, we say the 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 lease is like a million dollars, but that all depends too. It depends on the property. It really does. With multifamily, you're not going to run into that issue because you're you know in multi million dollar type properties. So. Uh, it's going to be beneficial for pretty much any type of property that you guys are looking at or anybody out there's really looking at I, like i said i've got, I've got a gentleman here in town that he kind of he specializes in in, in hundred units or less in those types of properties and I do cost eggs for some of his clients and they may have a property that's a three unit property or and then they, or a four unit property or a six unit property i've done cost eggs on those and they get benefit for them so Really, it just depends. Call me, tell me what you have and let me look at it. And again, we do a complimentary yes and benefit. It. We'll be the first to tell you. If it, if it doesn't look like it's going to work, trust me, I'll be the first one to say, hey, Rama, the cost egg on this property is not going to be a good. It's not going to be worth it on this one. It's very rare that that happens, but it happens. And like I said, I'll be the first to tell you, listen, don't waste your time on it move on to something else because there's certain sometimes you'll run into a property that's that way. It's just not worth doing. Here's, you know, you own a condo in a, an office condo in a big office building. Okay. This is, uh, this is one where I would advise not doing it. So you own a 3,000 square foot office in a, in a giant office building. But what a lot of folks don't realize is when you buy that condo, You're actually also part of the condo association and you also own a little teeny tiny percentage of that entire building and all the common areas in that entire building. The stairwells, the elevators, the landscaping, the parking lot, you own a little tiny percentage of that. So when we come to a cost segregation study, we have to not only do your little your condo office, we have to do the entire property. Because you own a little piece of that entire property and we want it to get you all the benefit that you deserve. And it might be 2%, but we still have to do the, and in a scenario like that, it may not be worth it because it's going to be too much work to do it. It's going to cost too much to do, for the benefit that you get. Maybe the maybe your little office condo is 600 grand. And so you're going to get, you know, maybe a hundred thousand in benefit. And maybe it's going to cost because the building's so big, it's going to cost 10 grand to do it. It's not going to be worth it. I'll be the first to say, listen, let's just move on to something else. Let's look at another property because that's not going to be worth doing, but that's rare.
0: Got it. Yeah. That, that's great information. Good to know that. And would would you share any of your best cost segregation experience so far?
1: I would say probably having the privilege and, and doing the Orlando city soccer stadium I actually went with the engineer. I typically don't do it, but because it was the Orlando city soccer stadium and when, Oh, by the way, we always send an engineer to your property to do the site visit too, by the way. Every property, we will go and we will physically look at that property and take pictures of that property and take measurements of that property. We don't do it from pictures or anything like that. There is someone physically goes to every single property that we do and they inspect it. And it's typically the engineer that actually writes the report is the person that goes and does the site visit. So they know what they saw. So when they write the report, they know what they're writing. And by the way, there's a lot of companies that do not do that. Somebody goes and does a site visit and then they give all the information to somebody else and somebody else writes the report. We don't do it that way. Or it's very, 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 very rare that we do it that way. So, yes. So we do go to every every property and inspect it. That's important because, again, we, you want to know what you're getting. So, the reason why I wanted to go to the Orlando City soccer stadium was because we were going to go everywhere and we went everywhere there behind, you know, you imagine if you go into the soccer stadium to play, you know, to go to a game, you're going to go to your seat. and You know, you're going to see a little bit. We went behind the scenes. We got to go to the, lock, went into the locker rooms, went in ev- literally everywhere in that entire stadium. So, and I was really thrilled about doing that. So that was my high, my high point.
0: Great. So would you also share any of challenging experience from cost segregation point of view?
1: I had one recently, I had a gentleman share with me about a hotel that he owned, and I didn't get a lot of information. He doesn't typically provide a lot of information. And I Googled the hotel and took the information off of Google. And unbeknownst to me, there was another hotel with the exact same name about a mile up the road. And we went and did the wrong hotel. And they kept saying to us, why are you there? Why are you here? Well, because we were we came to do a cost segregation study. They're like, well, you know, there's another hotel just like this with a mile up the road. And we're like, what? Yeah. So I did the wrong hotel. So that's my low point. (laughs) And and thank God the owner, the the gentleman I was working with, he was very, very kind. He's like, hey, listen, it is what it is. You know, everybody makes mistakes. And I said, listen, go Google it. I said you won't see your hotel. And he did. And he's like, hey, I don't see my own. I said, exactly. That's why I did the wrong hotel because I never saw your hotel either. It never came up. He's like, Well, that's really weird. Because I because it was right up the road. But yeah, it never came up on Google.
0: Got it. That's that's a good one. So so what is your current focus? Share something you're excited about now.
1: Ooh, forecast so we have a big because we just merged with another company. Their focus was more research and development tax credits and 45L and things like that. And they did cost segregation kind of on the side. And we were, at Bedford, we were essentially the exact opposite of that. We Our main focus was cost segregation, and we kind of did R&D and 45L on the side. So it was kind of a perfect marriage for us. So the big focus right now for me is I, I'm looking for more R and D projects and more R and D clients right now because that's what they're asking me to focus on. And I'm excited about it because it's something I haven't, you know, done a whole lot of in the past and I'm looking forward to it. I've got a couple of big projects coming up with some resorts down in South Florida that have done a lot of very expensive renovations and uh, I'm looking forward to working with them and getting them some uh, big benefits on there properties that they've got
0: got it thank you any books that impacted your life and what way i'm not a big
1: reader uh i don't read a lot the book that gives me the most inspiration is the bible basically i enjoy reading the bible it seems like it's alive and, it, and it's always changing and something new every day so I enjoy it got it
0: and say so any one advice that have impact on you don't dwell on the past can't change that so don't dwell on it Great. Okay. Great one. So, uh, how are you giving back to community?
1: That's a good one. I, my wife and I, we do volunteer work. We have a couple in our small group that that feeds the homeless, and we've went with them uh, to do that. I know everybody sees this at every stoplight. You see people holding up signs and and you know asking for money and things. My wife, it's in it was put in her heart that, and so we make up little bags that have. Typically, there's a dollar bill in there, and we have something about the Lord in there, and we have a little five dollar gift card to go like go to McDonald's, you know, so they have to go there to get food. They can't, you know, take it and buy something else with the money. Socks, we put a pair of socks in the little baggie, and we give it to folks at the stoplight when they walk by our car. We're involved in our church. We're involved in the been a, for a long time in the children's ministry. We enjoy the children, teaching the children.
0: Got it. That is awesome. And how can listeners can connect with you, Randy? Well, they can connect with
1: me through LinkedIn or they can email me or they can call me. I think all of my information should be on LinkedIn. You want me to give that to you? Or? Yeah, sure. Okay. So my email address is thompson at bedfordteam.com bedfordteam.com. And my direct phone number, it's actually my cell phone is
0: 407-617-8852. Thank you, Randy. Thank you very much. Thanks for adding value to the show with cost segregation. Appreciate it. Rama, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it too. Thank you. If you like the show, please subscribe, share, rate, and review. And if you want to connect with me, please send me a message, info at ushacapital.com. Thank you for listening. Creating Wealth Through Passive Apartment Investing Podcast. I hope you learned something from the show. See you in the next episode. Thank you. Any information provided from these shows are educational purpose only. As always, please consult with your own CPA, legal and financial advisor before investing.